Could the Kentucky Wildcats have two lottery picks in the upcoming NBA draft? We talk about that on today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, going to be talking about the NBA draft. The lottery happened just a couple of days ago. We're going to be talking about where some Wildcats are going. I'm going to kind of give my thoughts on whether or not Kentucky could legitimately have two lottery picks. Obviously, Shaden Sharp and Ty Ty Washington uh, would be the two guys that would be selected in the lottery, potentially. Also going to talk about Keon Brooks and Kellen Grady continuing to compete in the G League Elite Camp. Going to talk about what they did on day two. Going to talk about Kentucky and bracketology, although it's kind of irrelevant, and you, but I, I just want to take a look at it anyway. Also want to talk about Kentucky football. Is it overrated this year? They're getting some pushback on social media and, and by some, some, some media members, and I think it's interesting. I want to take a dive into that later on in the show, but let's go ahead and get into it. The 2022 NBA draft, so the the, uh, the lottery happened. The lottery happened just a couple days ago. The Orlando Magic won the lottery. First overall pick, probably going to take Chet Holmgren or Jabari Smith. ESPN thinks that they are going to take Jabari Smith. I think most mocks out there would have uh, Chet Holmgren going to the Magic and then Jabari Smith going to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who, uh, who are going to be picking second. And just to look at some of the uh, some of the teams here. So the Magic got the first pick. OKC at two, Houston at three, Sacramento at four, Detroit at five, the Indiana Pacers at six, and that's going to be important in a second, the Portland Trail Blazers at seven, the Pelicans at eight, their pick via the Lakers. At number nine, you have San Antonio, the Wizards at 10, the New York Knicks at 11, the Thunder again at 12 via the Clippers, number 13, Charlotte Hornets, and then number 14, the Cleveland Cavaliers. And so that is the lottery. And so I want to go over where the uh, the two Wildcats that are going to be picked in this year's draft, Ty Ty Washington and Shaden Sharp, are going. So according to the ESPN, they believe that Shaden Sharp will go sixth overall to the Pacers. And this is what ESPN says about Shaden Sharp and the Pacers. The Pacers are in real rebuilding mode and will likely be looking to swing for the fences for a franchise player to pair with Tyrese Halliburton and Malcolm Brogdon. I keep forgetting that the Kings... Uh, traded Tyrese Halliburton. I cannot believe that. He's, he's a good player. I don't know why they would have done that. Anyway, Tyrese Halliburton, Malcolm Brogdon, they're looking for somebody to build him with. Sharp is oozing with talent, possessing with elite er, possessing elite physical tools with his exceptional frame, length, and explosiveness to go along with dynamic perimeter shooting ability. There was a reason he was the number one ranked player in his high school class, but his lack of experience and how little he has been evaluated might make it difficult for a team picking higher than this to roll the dice on him. And while I think that evaluation is fair, I just also want to point out at the same time, I mean, Shaden Sharp, you watch some of his his highlight videos that he's had in high school and doing workouts. I mean, he looks about as good as you possibly can. He looks like a lottery pick. I think he should be a top five, top six, top seven pick, somewhere around there. I think this 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 prediction is fair. 
Uh, and I'd like to see Sharp on the Pacers. I think he would be a good fit. I think that, that would be a place where he could go and stand out, right? That would be a place where he could go and he could be one of their leading scorers and he could be a standout player. And then Ty Ty Washington here, according to ESPN, he's going to go 16th overall to the Atlanta Hawks. And I think this one actually makes uh, some sense. And, uh, and not, to, not to say that the sharp pick doesn't, but I'm saying that this one makes a lot of sense to me. And this is what ESPN has to say about the Hawks. The Hawks are one of the deeper teams in the NBA on paper, and it may not be easy for any rookie to crack their rotation next season. Finding a guard who can both run the team when Trey Young is taking a breather and also bring enough size and length to play alongside him when sliding up wing players Kevin uh, Herter and DeAndre Hunter to the front court could be attractive. Washington is effective with or without the ball, knows how to play pick and roll, and is a strong perimeter shooter while also being capable of playing in many different lineup configurations. All that is 100% accurate. And here's my thing here. So Ty Ty, obviously we've well documented it. If you watched Kentucky last season, you got to see it with your own eyes. Washington, after his injury, really, really after the Auburn game, statistically took a huge decline. Like he just completely dropped off the face of the earth in some aspects. But before that, before he was injured, statistically, he was a really, really good player. Really efficient player. And that's something that ESPN notes here. He's actually effective with or without the basketball. He's a high IQ type of player. He understands how to do certain things within his role. And I think that the Hawks would be a good place for him to go, but I don't think that it's completely out of the realm of possibility that a team ahead of him or ahead of the Hawks takes him. Like, I definitely could see a world where the Cavaliers take him at 14, and he's the last lottery pick. And that's what I wanted to talk about heading into this show. As you look at the, the, the Cavs pick, they've got a shooting guard out of Ohio State. Who's to say that Ty Ty Washington couldn't be that guy? So this is what the Cavs are looking for, according to ESPN. They're looking to add firepower. They're looking to add somebody who uh, has scoring instincts and shot-making prowess off the dribble and with this feet set. And they're looking to get somebody that can seamlessly transition into what the NBA is looking for at his position. And then they also mentioned the fact that Malachi uh, Branham, who is the uh, shooting guard from Ohio State, is incredibly efficient offensively. I mean, that kind of sounds like Ty Ty before he got hurt. He was really good at pulling up around screens on jumpers, dribbling. He was really good in catch-and-shoot situations as well. He's a high IQ guy that I think could seamlessly transition to an NBA offense. Why couldn't we see the two draft picks that Kentucky has this season? Why couldn't we see them both inside the lottery? And who knows? Kellen Grady or Keon Brooks may be taken in the second round. I doubt it, but... We'll just have to see. But yeah, I, I think that Ty Ty, I mean, there's a very real possibility that he could move up to 14 and be taken by the Cavs. Two, uh, two lottery picks would not be bad for a team that some people uh, were really disappointed in last year. And I think part of that is fair, but also like, man, there was, there was some legitimate talent on last year's squad. And to see two lottery picks come out of it is, is pretty sweet. And also you had the national player that you returned. So, I mean, that's pretty sweet as well. All right. I want to talk about what Keon Brooks and Kellen Grady did in day two of the G League camp in just a second. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. 
You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, moving along here on the Thursday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl here with you. So Keon Brooks and Kellen Grady, we talked about this on yesterday's show. Competing right now in the G League Elite Camp. And neither of them played well in day one. Day two, however, uh, Kellen Grady actually played pretty decently. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Keon Brooks played pretty mid, in my opinion. Now, his plus-minus was like, was like plus 12. His plus-minus was plus 12, but I believe Keon Brooks had four points, uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. And I'll go ahead and pull up the stats here. So, Kellen Grady was four of nine from the floor. And also technically 4 of 9 from 3. So he had 14 points off of 4 of 9 shooting. Had 3 total rebounds and assists. And finished with a plus minus of plus 4. Which is much better than yesterday. Because most of you guys, uh, if I'm not mistaken, finished with a minus plus minus. Or a negative plus minus. Keon Brooks, 1 of 3 from the floor. Probably all 2-point jumpers. No, 2 of them were 3s. And uh, made both of his free throws. Had four, had six rebounds and an assist. You would like to see Keon Brooks Jr. kind of see if he can expand his game a little bit uh, before he uh, he's he's given the opportunity to get drafted. Because right now I'm just going to be be real. I don't think he's going to get anywhere close. Uh, I don't think his playing style benefits a lot of teams in the NBA. And in my opinion, if he's going to continue to ta- have the shot selection that he does. Uh, and and miss, then uh, he's going to be very undesirable. That's just me putting it bluntly. Now, if he's making those shots, I'm sure he, he can find somewhere to go. As of right now, though, I don't... I wish he would have stayed. I wish he would have stayed one more year because I, I, while the fans were... Some people got frustrated with him. I think he could have used... If, if it wasn't at Kentucky, why not go somewhere else? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But yeah, he played mid. Grady played better. And so I really do hope that Grady's able to find a spot. Keon Brooks, wish him, wish him best of luck. Uh, I'm confused by some of the decision-making there, but you know what? It's his choice, and he, who knows? He, he could become a second-round pick and be a rotational player somewhere. I think that's it's a possibility. Certainly a possibility. Also, something else I wanted to note here uh, about bracketology before we move on to Kentucky football. So Joe Lenardi putting out bracketology uh, in the middle of May, some of you may say, what's even the point of that? Isn't this metrics-based? Isn't this resume-based? And well, I would say yes to that. I think it's, it's, it's fun just to, to look at it anyway. I think it's fun just to look at it anyway. So Kentucky, excuse me, according to Joe Lenardi, is the first overall seed, not just a one seed, the first overall seed over teams like North Carolina, Houston, Baylor, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet to see uh, somebody high on the Wildcats heading into this offseason because the entire fan base seems to be pretty down and out. Uh, and it's okay. It's okay. We're going to be all right. The SEC actually currently right now has, according to Joe Lenardi, seven teams in the big dance this upcoming season that is tied for first or most with the Big Ten and the Big 12. All three of those conferences have seven teams in the field apiece. If this hypothetical scenario were to happen, 
Uh, Kentucky would be in the South region with uh, with Kansas at, at, as a two seed, Duke as a three seed, Michigan as a four seed. They will be playing either Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, or Howard in their opening game. None of that is going to happen, uh, we'll, but we will just have to see. So, yeah, um, that's that's Kentucky and Bracketology. I just kind of wanted to point it out because because uh, I think that it's entertaining just at least to see what Lenardi is putting out. And I think I've talked about this before on the show. It's nice to see somebody that is aggressively optimistic about the Wildcats this season because it doesn't appear that a lot of people are or at least if you go and, and you try and listen to what the fan base has to say. And I'm not asking body for, for every, everybody out there to be like sunshine, sunshine and rainbows about everything. I just want a little bit of, uh, of rest from what we've seen out of the, uh, out of the, uh, the fan base this offseason. All right. I want to talk about Kentucky football and whether or not it's overrated. In just a second, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar has these new things called Puffs. It's the first ever protein-infused marshmallow, and they've got these new uh, flavors. And I said on yesterday's show, I said on yesterday's show, so I had one, so they've got these new flavors called Birthday Cake. Birthday Cake Puffs. Really, really good white chocolate. It's absolutely fantastic. I, I, I said on yesterday's show, I had one like half an hour before I started this podcast, and it was, it was really good. Same thing happened today. I'm not even kidding. That's not a bit. I literally, like half an hour before I sat down to start taking notes for the show, I was like, I'm going to get a Bill Bar, and I'm going to make, it, make, it, make this happen. They're really good. They taste fantastic, and on top of that, they're only 150 calories. They've got 16 grams of protein and only 9 grams of sugar. You're definitely going to want to go and check these out. And you can go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is over at built.com. All right, wrapping up the Thursday edition of Locked on Kentucky. A little bit of a shorter podcast today. Kentucky football. Is it overrated this year? Something that I, I didn't even think was possible. I've seen a lot of uh, media outlets out, out there saying Kentucky's overrated. Seen a lot of social media content or comments saying social, or Kentucky's overrated. I'm surprised that this could even be a thing, considering Kentucky football has just been irrelevant for what feels like forever now up until Mark Stoops has got here. And speaking of Stoops, I want to point out some things to you about Mark Stoops. So recently, 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports did a ranking of every single Power 5 head coach from worst to best. Mark Stoops was the 16th best Power 5 head coach according to 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports. And if you look in the SEC, he's the fourth best coach. And I may say fourth best. I mean, that's not like crazy elite. Well, look at the guys ahead of him, the three guys ahead of him. I'm sure you can guess them. Jimbo Fisher at three. Kirby Smart at two, and Nick Saban at one. Those are the three guys, according to 24-7 Sports and CBS, that are better at coaching in the Power Five than Mark Stoops, or at least in the SEC. That's, that's insane to see the, the climb for the Wildcats. And this is something else I want to note. This is from Aaron Torres on, on Twitter, at Aaron underscore Torres. Kentucky had zero 10-win seasons in the 30 years before Mark Stoops arrived. They had one in 60 years before he got there. So they had one 10-win season over the last 60 years, and Mark Stoops now has two in the past four years. 
Like, I don't know how you could be in the slightest upset with the state of this program right now. It's literally, it may be the best coaching job in all of college football. He may be in the best spot in all of college football right now. He's got easy, easy expectations to reach. He's recruiting really well right now. Everybody's behind him. He's being paid well. Everything is trending in the right direction. Everything's trending in the right, in the right direction for Mark Stoops. And on, on, on top of that, not only is he in a comfortable spot, but he's delivering. Like, it's not just like, oh, well, he's content to win his seven or eight games every year. He's delivering. Like I said, two 10-win seasons in the past four years. And before that, Kentucky as a program had one in 60 years. One 10-win season in 60 years. So is Kentucky football overrated this year? Even though it feels like their entire existence, they've been underrated, rightfully so. And now, they're actually starting to have a little bit of, of success. In my opinion, I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say that they're still underrated, but I certainly wouldn't say the Wildcats are overrated. I'm not, I don't think anybody out there saying Kentucky's going to win the SEC or Kentucky's going to college football playoff. Now, we may get darn close to that prediction on this show come fall, whenever we're actually doing predictions for the SEC. But I just want to point out something. We're, if we're going to talk about the season, talk about Kentucky being overrated, the odds makers say, and I believe this is from on three, Kentucky is an underdog in three games this season. At Florida, at Tennessee, and at home against Georgia. They are four-point underdogs on the road against Florida, three-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road against Tennessee, and they are 16-point underdogs at home against Georgia. The Florida one confuses me, but we'll roll with it. Tennessee, I can understand. In fact, that line may, may deserve to be a little higher. I would put it at like five and a half. And the Georgia one I can get as well. So it, there's legitimate opportunity for Kentucky to go 10-2 and two again this season. I don't think Kentucky football is being overrated. Also, you got your quarterback, your running back. Hopefully, he's able to work out whatever he's going through right now. And three of your starting offensive linemen back, that's what makes your offense go. 73% of your defensive production is back, according to Bill Connolly of ESPN. You're set up in a position to where if you want to make a run at the SEC title, or at least make a run at the SEC East title, you can certainly do so. That is on the table this year. That is a legitimate conversation. Everybody will then immediately turn and point to say, well, what about Georgia? You got to run through Georgia. And I know that. You absolutely have to run through the, the, defend, the, the defending national champions. You have to go through them. But you get them at home. And I know it's the ne next last game of the season, so everybody will have everybody figured out at, at that point. But still, you get them at home. And uh, I definitely think that uh, at least a 10-win season is on the table for sure. It's definitively on the table for the season. I don't think Kentucky football is overrated. And the odds makers, I think, would agree with that. I think they've got it, Kentucky at, like, what? Eight and a half, nine wins projected on the season? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter, at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter, at Lance Dahl underscore. And you can follow the show on Instagram, at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, you can leave them in the YouTube comments below or hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Have a great rest of your day, and God bless.